Welcome to Relation Fix, the podcast dedicated to creating healthy, happy, and passionate connections with our loved ones. I'm Shana Dubay, your host. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. Hello. We are so happy that you're here with us today. The happiest. <laughs> if you've been here with us before, thank you so much for coming back. Gracias. If you are new, we could not be happier to have you join us. Frank, the producer, is here with me again today. Hello, hello. And which we always makes things better. Totally. And also <laughs> when you're here, because you're like the bulk of the episode. No, <laughs> you're the knowledge. Well, we each have our roles. We do. We're both knowledgeable, but you know. Yeah, very much so. I'll bring some of the humor. You bring some of the good looks. Oh, <laughs> if only. Good thing this is audio. <laughs> We're here every Monday, though. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any of the amazing episodes that we have planned for you. Leave us a review or comment and share our episodes with your loved ones or really anyone you think could relate to them. Today is going to be a really good episode. It's all about validation, appreciation, and praise. We need some of that. Absolutely. We all want to feel good about ourselves and we need to hear good things. So I can't tell you how important these concepts are in relationships. What I'd like to do first is kind of break each of these concepts down. They are related, but we're going to start with validation. And I'm a writer, so I love a good definition. So could you provide us with a <laughs> definition for validation, yes. please? I think of validation as a recognition or affirmation that a person, their feelings, their opinions, those things are meaningful or worthwhile mm. to the person that they're talking to. Totally. And I, I've done a lot of different types of training, but one of the trainings that I did was a DBT training with the amazing Lisa Atkin. And DBT stands for Dialectical Behavior Therapy. Question. Yeah. Dialectical? Dialectical means that two seemingly opposing concepts can actually both be true at the same time. Mm, okay. So it's actually a really interesting word if you guys want to look it up. I love it. Dialectical. Yeah, right? It's so like good. Like pterodactyl. You can use that. That's a 50 cent word. <laughs> I, would charge, I would pay a dollar. <laughs> it's worth it. When I was doing DBT training, one of the things that we learned right in the beginning was that validation is half the battle. It's incredibly important for the person that you're talking to to understand that they are important, that their feelings and opinions are important, even if you don't agree with them. Because really, people just want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to feel like what they have to say is valid and meaningful. We all have a need to feel important and significant. But sometimes when other people are telling us how they feel, we tend to get defensive. I know I've done that a bunch of times. Do you think part of that is pride involved or? I think defensiveness often comes from a space of shame. Oh, okay. And the reason that I say that is because if another person is saying something and our reaction is that somehow we aren't measuring up then our defensiveness is, is to kind of bolster ourselves or to prove to the other person that my feelings are also valid. But we don't have to feel necessarily ashamed if someone comes at us you know, with something that might be seen as critical or controlling or degrading in some way. Well, you don't. Yeah, I guess you don't want to feel like you're being attacked. Yes. And, and I can the understand the defensiveness. 
But if we have the ability to step back from that and understand that this other person, even if they're really being unrealistic, which let's face it, sometimes people are, that they just want to be heard. So Frank, I would like to run through an exercise about validation with you to see how it goes. So I'm going to set up just a make, this is a make-believe scenario. I don't really feel this way, just so you know ahead of time. Oh, man, I, that's <laughs> not the best sentence coming from a woman or any sort of right? partner. Like, I'm going to say something that might upset you. So what I'm going to say is, last week when we were working on the podcast, I felt really upset and worried because I thought that you were overwhelmed and you were going to quit. And I was feeling really anxious and overwhelmed myself, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I just, I wish we had had time to talk about it in a different way, because I don't feel like you handled it right. Okay. What would your regular response be? Had I actually said, this didn't happen, by the way, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Frank is here. He's awesome. We're, we're, having, on board. Dr- we're having drama. We're already. not having any actual drama. <laughs> this is all made, made up drama. <laughs> but if I had come to you and said that, what would your natural response to me have been? Shut up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is why we're ending. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know anything. <laughs> I, well, I guess, I don't, my natural, I don't yeah, know. Like, I guess, what would you have said if I said that to you? Would a natural response be like, you're wrong? So in a sense, like invalidating. Is that what you would have said to me? I mean, mostly what people would do when you kind of came with that is they would defend themselves, right? So I would expect that your response to me would have been something like, well, I didn't mean to do that. That wasn't my intention. Or I just was feeling overwhelmed by other things too. And, you know, maybe you would have even been like, I'm not responsible for your feelings. Like some people say those kinds of things. Don't be so sensitive or. Yeah, right. And so, gaslight you. <laughs> right? Well, we try not to do that here at Relation Fix. But. The the normal space to go into is defensiveness, mm. because what I'm saying is kind of accusatory in a way, and it's kind of coming at you like you you didn't mean those things, and that wasn't your intention at the time, but that's how I felt about it. Do you feel like you would have been defensive? See, what we know about Frank is... He actually would have probably said nothing for a little while and tried to internally process in order to come back with something that was really kind and firm. (laughs) But we're going to pretend that Frank is not as evolved as he is (laughs) because this is normal. Or he was really triggered, which sometimes happens. We don't always show up with our best selves. (laughs) We're we're about to fight here. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to simulate a fight, Frank. Come on. I'm being baited. (laughs) I mean, probably. It's it's easier to say when you're exactly in that moment yeah. and emotions are flaring up mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I probably would get a little bit. Sometimes I'm guilty of maybe shutting down before getting defensive because then it's like mm. in a way, I don't know, I guess sometimes when you shut down, it's like sometimes we think that's the appropriate response of like, so, so someone can't say it was our fault yes. for something. Yes, right? So a lot of times when people say those types of things, what ends up happening is we get defensive because we feel like the other person is blaming us for this negative thing. If you chose instead to meet me with validation alone, which means you're not trying to fix it, you're not trying to defend yourself, you're literally just saying to you, I see you, I hear you. It might sound something like this. I can see how that must have been really hard for you. Or... 
I guess if I were you, I would have felt the same way. Or you might apologize and say, I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention. But the validation piece is literally just saying to the other person, I see you. I understand you. What you're saying to me means something to me. And I'm not going to meet that with resistance that happens with defensiveness. So the validation is literally just saying, Shayna, I understand that that was really, really hard for you. I get that. And that's it. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. Well, can you say I understand where you're coming from? Or is that not really? Yeah, I think that's a validation. I would say that. I understand where you're coming from. Because that because what you're saying is I get it. Like, I see you. I get it. When Because what ends up happening is when you get defensive instead of validating how someone feels. I know that women tend to feel this way a lot. I know I do a lot. Like, sometimes we can get, like, really kind of crazy. Just saying. Like, sometimes we get really crazy and totally unrealistic mm-hmm. and totally unreasonable. Like, sometimes, like, really, really unreasonable. But if the other person meets you with, well, I did this or you did that or they try to defend themselves or kind of work their way out of it, the internalized interpretation of that space is they don't care about my feelings or my feelings aren't valid to them. They're they're telling me that I should not feel the way that I actually do feel. And by saying, I hear what you're saying, I could see that that was hard for you. I understand where you're coming from. Those types of things. The other person is now getting a recognition and a verbal affirmation that what they're saying means something to that person. So if you say that to me, like, I understand where you're coming from, then I get to say, okay, so he sees me. It tends to deflate the other person. And by that, I mean, like, when we get upset, especially if we try to avoid conflict and we like puff ourselves all up and we're like, you know. I finally have the energy to say something back at this person because none of us want to actually say anything when it happens, right? God forbid. We we just let it stack up in there. We kind of get all puffed up. It's almost like we're full of our own hot air kind of thing. And so if the other person just says, I can see that that was really, really hard for you. I totally understand. Without trying to fix it, without trying to defend their way out of it or anything like that, it kind of just like takes the air out. You, you can't fight against that. So I kind of want to backtrack on what I said about the whole like shutting down or like wording it in a different way and ask, what if that person needs space and then comes back and says those things a validation? I still think that that is good. I still think that could be a good thing. I think there's a way to give yourself space. You can literally say that, too. It's not really a validation, but to say... I'm taking in what you're saying, and but I need time to process. Okay. That's a way of validating, but also giving yourself space. Okay. Because what you're saying is, I'm thinking about it. I'm taking it in. I'm going to process through it. But I can't talk to you right now because what I'm going to say is probably not going to be very nice. And I don't want to have that space with you. And the more you know a person, the closer you are, mm-hmm. the less you probably have to say in that space but you get to kind of give yourself that space while validating them in that moment without actually having to talk further about it, which is nice. Mm. But in that moment, you know, we're all puffed up. It deflate. It takes the, the wind out of our sails. Because how do you argue against somebody who just told you, I get it. I, I totally understand. It's kind of like I think of like online comments. If someone says a mean comment, but then mm-hmm. you respond with something nice or positive. It's like, what is that person going to keep being an asshole? Yeah, or? it takes the wind out. Right. And then. What happens to me 
and I noticed that this happens with other women as well, or feminine energy types, is when you feel validated, you can sometimes kind of see your own crazy. In this scenario between the two of us, if you were to say to me, like, I, I, told, I see you, like, I understand where you're coming from. I see that. And it takes some of the, the wind out of my sails. I get to go, well, okay, th- you know, thank you for that. I also maybe was kind of being a little bit of a B word. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I was like adding too much extra pressure and I was feeling really overwhelmed. So I was projecting some of that onto you. That really wasn't your responsibility. So in that space, because you're just trying to make your point, you're feeling overwhelmed and you're taking that pain and kind of foisting it off on someone else. And in this extra, when you validate someone, that's why it's half the battle because they can't fight against somebody who's not fighting. And then now I want to be clear, this is not a panacea. It's only half the battle, not 100% of the battle. It doesn't mean everybody's going to deflate. You know, there's going to be different responses that happen from different people. But what ends up happening is it gives you time to reflect on your own self. And I know I do that because then I go, oh, well, oh, all right. Well, maybe I was being a little overdramatic, (laughs) you know, and I can kind of come back down. What do you think? <laughs> do you have thoughts on that? No, I just I agree and it goes back to when you're saying about being heard that if someone's being I know in personal situations if someone's being defensive then the first thing I think about is they're not listening to me. Yes, you're not hearing me. That's totally I totally oh totally. We do that all the time. So you said that's just half the battle, right? That there's another component, another piece. Yeah, I mean, you still have to work on communication, how you talk about things back and forth, how you treat each other when you're processing, whether or not people need space. So there's all these other components, but half the battle is really just showing up and saying, I see you, I hear you. That's really, in my opinion, that's really what validation boils down to. I know when I used to work on an inpatient psychiatric unit, a lot of times That's what I would use to deescalate people who were like really going off. And in that space, they're being totally unrealistic. And I don't even agree at all with what they're saying. But what I did was I sat there and I said, if I was you, I would 100% feel this way. Because it's true. If I was them, I would feel that way. And I can sit there with them and be present and and help them understand that I'm here for them. And oftentimes they would come back down just from that, just from me seeing them. And I know in my own life, if someone sits and they see me and they really care about how I feel without trying to fix it or defend it away, I feel validated. I feel recognized. I feel important. I feel like what I have to say is meaningful and worthwhile. And I really think that we all want this. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. But we also want to be appreciated as well, right? Absolutely. Appreciation is also about recognition, but also like the enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something. We all want to feel appreciated. And I really think that praise goes right along with this as well, which is sort of the expression of these enjoyment of good qualities about this person or approval or admiration Mm -hmm. of this person. I really think that appreciation is undervalued. Definitely. It has so much power. We all want to feel, not only do we want to be seen, but we want to feel that the things that we do are meaningful and important to the people that we love. 
We want to be seen in a way that says, I see you. I'm so grateful for you. I recognize the things that you do for me in my life. And one of the things that's really important in appreciation and praise is to be specific. We don't really feel that much when you're like, oh, I'm just grateful to have you in my life. Like, that's a nice thing to say. Like, thank you. But when you say, you know, Frank, I am so incredibly grateful for all the time that you take to edit these episodes and make sure they sound great and that we can reach people and serve people like that is so meaningful to me. That's more important to say because it's specific. And it's true in this case, very much so. So why why does it seem so difficult for people to show true appreciation? Like, does that maybe tie in with being vulnerable? Uh, personally, I think I think that's exactly it. Mm. I think that in order to show deep gratitude, praise, and appreciation for people around you, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to show that this other person means something to you. And that leaves you open because a lot of us get stuck in this space of like, I have to be independent. I can't have to rely on anybody else. I can't be dependent on other people in my life because they're just going to let me down or there's power in independence. We expect people to be more independent. I was just going to say, it's almost like you're viewed as stronger, whereas sometimes vulnerability is seen as like a weakness. Yes. And so to show appreciation, you know, and to recognize these things in someone else almost as like showing other people that you are reliant on them for something. But to be fair, we are all reliant on people all the time. We don't think about it. It's not in the forefront of our mind for most of us, but none of us are hermits. We all live together, especially now when you look at how globally we interact. We have listeners from the podcast from Austria and Vietnam. That's insane. You know, 100 years ago, that would never have happened. We are very much a global community at this point. If we look at COVID, look how quickly things went global. We are we interact and we are dependent on each other all the time. I I agree. And then a part of me thinks about certain people who are like neurodivergent Mm. that might explain further. Well, I guess just like I feel like certain neuro. So I would consider myself neurodivergent. I feel like Myself as all well. my close friends, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so almost all my close friends are probably neurodivergent. It's <laughs> hard to even meet a neurotypical person. I feel like at this point, or it just seems like more rare. But what is normal, Frank? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's why I should say neurotypical. Yeah, yeah not normal. Yeah, no, no. I don't mean to have a normals versus crazies, but oh, that's no. not what this yeah. is no, at all. But I guess I just know certain people who tend to be on the spectrum or be neurodivergent that they enjoy that alone time or that independence more. They don't, I guess, crave as much social interaction mm-hmm. as as a typical person. I get that. And, th- I- and that's not every single neurodivergent person, but I notice that with some cases. I think that in reality, we're all that way, whether we're neurodivergent or neurotypical. Uh, We have like certain degrees of introversion versus extroversion. We all need certain times to recharge or be separate or be close. But I guess what I mean is, you know, we we really are dependent on each other as a community, as a society, as a globe. And so we have endless opportunities to appreciate other people. But we have this idea that, you know, I I can't tell you how many people I've heard say I did it all on my own. Nobody helped me. And I'm like, that's not even kind of true. 
That sounds like your grandparent who was oh like, I traveled through the snow on yeah. my feet. It Uphill was 80 miles. Ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this idea that like strength comes from this idea of independence, except we are constantly interdependent. If you ate food today, you were dependent on somebody else. You didn't grow it yourself, probably, unless you grew it outside and went and harvested it yourself. You were dependent on someone else to do something for you. We are constantly dependent on other people, but we don't think about it that way. And, you know, I just think it's really important to think about the concept of appreciation and praise. Now, we're not necessarily going to go to every farmer or every picker or every person and say thank you, although that would be nice if we could do that, but we'd probably end up in Peru or... It's a lot of phone calls, a lot of postcards. It's really a lot. A lot of stamps. Stamps are really expensive now. As an interesting side note, there was a writer by the name of A.J. Jacobs who wrote a book called Thanks a Thousand. Um, And he also did a TED Talk on this where he attempted to say thank you to everyone who was responsible for his morning cup of coffee. So it was one thing. And it took him over like 30,000 miles around the globe to all these people. And he really learned a lot about how connected we really are and how hard it would be to even just thank one person for our morning cup of coffee that we get at Starbucks or Dunkin' or wherever you go. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it's really interesting to kind of think about it in that way of we're all interconnected. We we really are. There's not necessarily strength and independence. Dependence does not mean that you are weak or that there's something wrong with you. So when you think about being appreciative of someone else, you have to recognize that someone else is there, that that they are meaningful in your life, that you approve of them. It can be a very vulnerable place to be, I think. And sometimes we don't want to step into that space of vulnerability. We tend to kind of notice the negative things about people and not as much of the positive. We need to kind of switch that tendency. We have a thing called the law of familiarity, that human beings kind of run into, which is, you know, if we spend enough time around anything, we tend to take it at least a little bit for granted, sometimes a lot of it for granted. I completely agree with that. And one of the ways that shows up is when someone's not around, even if like your partner goes on vacation in your home alone, having to do everything, take care of the kids or, you know, run, run everything by yourself. I thought the dishes just washed themselves. Right. You're like, oh my God, I can't do all this by myself. You know, when you start to see all the things that this other person brings to your life that maybe you don't see in a normal basis. Obviously, you know, if someone passes away, you know, we look at that. I always found it so interesting to think about, you know, funerals and the way that people talk about people who have passed. It's so interesting to kind of see that space because when we get caught up in our day-to-day routines or our own pain, our own story, or the status quo, just trying to get everything done, we forget to notice those kinds of things. But then when that person passes away, we start to notice all the like little things that they brought to our life that we don't have anymore. And in that moment, even the things that were really crappy about that person, like really horrible things, end up being kind of like funny anecdotes. And you kind of laugh about it a little bit or just the impact of the negativity is not nearly as high as it was when they were around every day. I think about before my grandma passed, I used to live with her. I Mm -hmm. lived with her for many years on and off. And 
she had this tendency of when I would go out and this is when I was like younger. So of course, as a teenager, you don't, I don't know your emotional state. You just like, don't want to be bothered. (laughs) I feel like it's such a place where you want to be so independent. You Mm -hmm. don't want to really answer to anyone, even though you literally couldn't do shit without (laughs) dependence on your own at that age but you know I'd leave the house and she always had this tendency of asking like where are you going or who's that and I remember that used to be so annoying to me because I'm like oh my god stop asking and there was a time I was like intrusive grandma I used to not say anything and then there was a time I turned around and I said or I asked can you just stop asking me that like it's none of your business Mm -hmm. which like I'm shocked I didn't get beat but (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think she would she would have done that, but I remember For our next podcast on trauma. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fight, I promise. No. But you know, I remember when I went out the next time and she didn't ask that. And she was kind of like in a cause I was a little surprised that she didn't ask that. And it's because I sort of hurt her feelings by bringing it up. But my whole point of the story was that when she passed, I I remember like Oh my god, I'm gonna get so emotional. <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah. I'm tired of crying on these effing episodes. <laughs> but I remember leaving the house and turning around and I like missed that question. Yeah. Cause you wish they were there to ask it. I yeah, it was like you this know? is so fucking annoying. Yeah. Where is it? Are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which it makes so much sense, right? And why can't we do that when they're here? It's so interesting to to see our patterns of we have this thing in our life all the time. And then when we don't have it anymore, it's like, I want it back. I want it back. The loss of it is so heavy. Yeah. I remember when my father-in-law died, you know, he was a very difficult man to deal with in many, many ways. And when he passed away... We told stories about some of the crazy stuff that he did and we laughed and remembered and it was things that were really hurtful, really mean at Mm -hmm. times, but there was a levity to it, almost like the nostalgia, the remembrance of that space took away the intensity of the pain that we felt when it was happening. Brene Brown did a, a little snippet when she was talking with Oprah once where she talked about loss. And she told the story of a man who was in a car accident when he was in his 60s with his wife. And the moment that he realized that she had died, he thought to himself that he should have leaned harder into those moments of joy and appreciation and happiness with her because he wasn't going to have them back. And in her research, she found that people remembered the small things like how someone's wife set the table, hearing the door slam in the back of the house, knowing that your husband was home from work, you know, just the little things in life. And these are the things that we have the ability to appreciate every single day. Like your grandmother asking you, where are you going when you leave? And how we choose to look at those things and how we choose to respond matters so much. But we get to say, I appreciate this about you. I'm so grateful to have this in here. I see this about you and I love it. It requires us to open, but it's really important for us to do that. That's one of the episodes I had talked about flooding, you know, Mm. the exercise flooding of, of keeping track of the things that made you feel really happy or give you a moment where you felt blessed or joyful or 
taken care of, or it just was something that made you feel excited or happy. And then recapping that at the end of the week with the person that you love, with a friend or your partner or your parents or your sisters, anybody, and just saying, you know, I, I just want you to know these are all the things I noticed this week that you did. And I, I'm so grateful for that because the other person also gets seen from that. And the beauty of an exercise like flooding, but anything where you're showing appreciation or giving praise to other people is it makes you pay attention. It makes you pay attention to those things that are happening in your life because sometimes we don't see them. We have this person in our life every day. We just kind of take it for granted. We have these situations in our life. We take it for for granted because we think we're always going to have it. Even though we know logically we don't, we just, we kind of, we're so busy, you know, we're busy with all these other things. So if we take time to really notice these things and express it, that's where validation, appreciation, and praise really steps in. And I don't know about you, but when you feel appreciated or praised, or you feel like someone is grateful for you, how does it make you feel? It feels pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it feels amazing. You feel closer to that person. You feel happier. You feel more buoyant. You feel seen. You feel important. It hits so many needs for us that imagine what it's like to be in a relationship with two people who are seeing each other that way every day or as often as possible. Imagine what that feels like. feels good. It feels warm. Yeah. That's why these concepts are so important in relationships. And we really underestimate the power of them but they're really, really powerful. So we're going to read some comments on the Facebook post. And what we had posted on there was um, telling us about a time where you felt validated and appreciated. So we're going to start with Peter P's comment. Peter, we love Peter. We do. We love Peter. Peter's in book club. Peter's in life. Peter's here. I know. He's amazing. Peter's present. We love it. We appreciate you so much. Peter, Peter, Peter. So (laughs) Peter says... This past year, more than five years after my marriage ended, when talking about our kids and the things that we could have done differently, my ex told me he regrets having asked me to leave. We've got a more positive and solid relationship now as co-parents and friends, but it was hearing those words from him that made me feel validated for the person I was back then, the person I am now, and appreciated for all I do and am for a family that otherwise rarely makes me feel appreciated. I love that. Yeah. It's such a good answer and it's very vulnerable. Can you see how even just talking about something like appreciation can be very vulnerable? But I I love the way that he talks about that and how he shows very clearly that when his partner, even though things didn't work out between the two of them, once he showed that appreciation and he validated him and he said, I really appreciate all of these things that you do. He gave him that praise and appreciation it transformed their relationship. It didn't maybe get them back together, but it transformed the way that they co-parent, the way that they showed up for each other. It's going to make a huge difference in their child's life or children's life. I'm not sure how many kids they have, but it's going to make a big difference in the way that they live, their own pain, their relationship with each other and what happens to those kids. And we all impact each other. And so they're going to carry that information with them. You know, as we've seen in our other relationships, the things that happen to you as a child, particularly in your pre-programming, often we carry with us throughout our life unless we we transform it. And so think about that, just having those conversations and feeling appreciated and validated and praised for what he brought 
to the relationship, even though it came after, look how it still was managed to transform. We had another comment from Toby B who said, honestly, never. My first reaction. Which I have a response to your reaction. Probably. (laughs) Yes, you do. My first reaction to that is that must be a really, really difficult feeling to have, to feel like you've never been validated or appreciated or praised. That's that is so hard. What I would also say is it's probably not fully true. I believe that that's Toby's reality. I do believe that. I I believe that he feels that way. I was going to say for people, not I don't want to assume what he might be going through, but for people who are going through depression, it's definitely difficult to see anyone or anyone feeling any sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, S behavior that Mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to see any any sort of appreciation when you're in such a dark place. Very much so. And I really it sort of makes me you know, harken back to our last episode about core beliefs, where we looked at how we feel about ourselves and these, the fundamental pieces of what makes us see things. And so, you know, I kind of said a little bit earlier too, was, you know, we generalize, distort and delete things that don't coincide with what we believe to be true about ourselves. And so is it factually true that no one has ever validated, appreciated, or praised Toby? Well, of course, we don't have any way of knowing, really. But I bet there was moments where that did happen, but he was never able to take it in. Because he said, honestly, never. Never is the entirety of yourself, the entirety of your life that you remember. That's a lot. And so what I would say to Toby is, Maybe you could try to start making a list and see if there's any moments where someone did something kind for you or someone said something kind or you smiled. And certainly, you know, if you really feel this way, I hope that you have someone to talk to, whether it be a therapist or just a good friend, someone to support you in some way. But what I also want to say is, Toby, I appreciate you. I appreciate you responding to the posts that we put up. If you listen to the podcast, I am so appreciative of that. And I want you to understand that even though I've never met you and I don't know you, that you are 100% valid as a human being and what you have to offer the world, no one else has. And I want to see it. The world wants to see it. We need you to show up because you are valid and appreciated. So try never to forget that. Boy, it's like another person I just want to hug. Seriously? Like that happened last last episode, too. I was like, oh, my God, I just want to hug people. I am a hugger, though. I grew up with a hugging father who was like a super hugger. I mean, I'm a hugger, too. I guess my family was sort of like that as well. But yeah. I just think so many people are hurting, and we've just been through so much that yes. – and even mm-hmm. – even regardless of social media, I think we know like social media isn't the be all end all of social interaction connection mm. that if anything, it's actually sort of isolating at times. Very much so. So it's it just yeah, it just it, mm. it's easy to feel like we just have nothing and we're all alone and no one's listening. Social media is is very isolating. It's also like a pseudo connection. It's not really connection. And we often base our own worth on how people react to what we put up and actually our own assessment of who we are as a person in comparison to what other people post yeah 
there's vanity validation as well, I think. Oh, 100%. Social media has its upsides. It really does. There are powerful things that have happened through social media, but the dark side of social media is really, really difficult to manage. And so I would be curious to see what Toby would have to say about that. Yeah. Frank, do you have a time where you felt particularly validated or appreciated or praised in some way? I would say more leaning towards appreciated. Okay. Maybe it could touch on validation, but Mm -hmm. I... But definitely appreciated. I've ever since like, I don't know, high school. So high school, I joined a club called the Interact Club, which mm. was like volunteering okay. work. So I've done a lot of volunteer work. I've done some through that. I've done a lot of volunteer work through when I used to work at Old Navy. Like I've just done a lot of community service over the years. And this isn't really through an organization or anything. It's kind of um, one of my aunts came up with the idea and it's sort of slowly trickling through the family where we would make up backpacks for the homeless. It's been so cold outside. So we would put like gloves and a scarf, um, some thick socks, some snacks, Mm -hmm. um, like a hat, like just a lot of like little survival things to kind of help through Mm -hmm. all of that. Socks and shoes are so important for people who are homeless. Yes. And just, yeah, the appreciation feels so pure. And I kind of know what that's like because I was, I mean, can't really compare on times or anything, but like I was homeless for a couple days during the whole COVID thing. I thought I told you that, maybe not, but, but before I moved here, that's what I was going through. Like my life was on a couch. (laughs) I get the appreciation of... It's just it's interesting when you have a lot and it's almost and sometimes when you feel like you have too much and you're like trying to declutter or you don't appreciate all you have. And then when Mm. it's taken away from you or like when a safe space or a roof is taken away from you and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, my God, I actually appreciate like surviving this day. Yeah, that's that law of familiarity, right? I have these things around me all the time and we just go off this idea that they're they're always going to be there, which we know logically may not be true, but, you know, we, we get so caught up in our lives that we sometimes we don't see it. We can appreciate ourselves, too, in reality. Yeah. We can validate, appreciate and praise ourselves. I, I think that's actually a really beautiful skill that we can learn. So, Shana, mm-hmm. where was a time <laughs> that you felt validated and appreciated and praised? You know, when I was was doing this episode, when I was thinking about it. I I really thought about that a lot. And I've had a lot of different moments where I felt really good. But one that really sticks in my mind is when I was working on um, inpatient, I had a girl come up to me. She was a a nursing student. And I recognized her because she was the daughter of a patient that we had had. And her mother was very, very ill. And they didn't couldn't figure out what was happening. But I spent a lot of time with her two daughters just talking to them about the process, about what was happening, listening to them, encouraging them to take care of themselves and, and different things like that. And they just were like the sweetest girls and they loved their mother so much. And it was, it was just a really good interaction, but she came back as a nursing student uh, to do her psych rotation on our unit. And she stopped me in the hall and I hadn't seen her for probably a a year or a little more. I did recognize her when I saw her, but I didn't really say too much. I kind of went about my business, but she stopped me in the hall and she said, Shana, I just want to say to you that I so, I'm so grateful that you were working here when my mom was here. And it just reminds me of that Maya Angelou quote where 
she said, you may not remember what someone said. You may not remember what someone did, but you'll always remember how they made you feel. And that's, that's how I felt having you here. And I was like, totally blown away. It was just, it was such a beautiful moment because I really love doing what I do. And I feel honored to be part of people's stories and be able to show up when they're having a hard time and to support them and try to help people, you know, see their own power. And so to just be able to be there with this family going through a really, really hard time um, and to know that I made an impact and, you know, I certainly didn't send her to nursing school or anything like that, but, you know, she's going to go on and do other things too. And she's going to remember that. And I know she's going to show up that way for for someone else, too. And for her to come back to me and tell me how much she appreciated me, it just so meaningful. And it made me really feel like, yep, this is this is what you're meant to do in life. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a reason why we went to school for psychology, why you became yeah. a therapist. Yeah. And, you know, we have that want to help others. and And we all have impactful people in our lives so it's amazing that Mm -hmm. you were able to be that for yeah i just it just was such a beautiful moment for me i was i felt like really humbled by it but but also just really grateful you know i feel grateful that i get to wake up every day and and spend my life being of service to other people i just have always loved it oh now we're we're all feeling so gushy i know (laughs) where's the blanket gushy out there just me So I'm going to give you guys like a little thing to do this week. Um, I would not be me if I wasn't giving you some sort of exercise, right? Not a cardio exercise. (laughs) No, we're going to leave those cardio exercises for your trainer. This is a mental exercise. I want you to take out a journal, keep a little pad with you. We all have a notepad on our phones, but sometimes we get distracted by our phones. But whatever you have to use, write down... Anything that you can think of that others have done for you in the past week that you feel good about, where someone made you feel happy or appreciated or made you smile or sent you love, look through texts, you can think back, you know, whatever you kind of have to do to try to remember what those are. And I want you to specifically focus on the positive. Even if you want to go towards like the negative space or you want to kind of lament about some things that might have happened, really try to focus solely on the positive. I think you're going to be like a little surprised about how many people there are in your life that validate, appreciate, and praise you. So take a look and see what you can come up with. And maybe you can even take it like a step further and pick a person or maybe two or all of them if you want to and tell them. Step into that space of gratitude and appreciation and praise and send them a quick text. You know, texts are so easy. They're so fast. It's easy to do or call them and say, just, I really appreciated how you did this thing for me and see what they say just as an experiment. You know, you can even make it more interesting and do this for over the next week. See how people react to you. So every time someone does something that makes you happy, just tell them that you appreciate it. Send them, give them some praise. Just, you know, a, a little positive affirmation. See how people react. See if anything happens. See how you react. What do you notice about yourself and other people? How do you feel? So take some time and, and really kind of think about that. The beautiful thing is, is that when you start to move in this direction, 
your brain and our energetic universe try to help you out. So it kind of shows you more things, right? You're tuning your brain to notice the things in your life that are there for you to validate, appreciate, and praise. So you're going to start to see those things more, especially if you give yourself the task of doing it. So I actually had something that happened a few days ago, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be longer, but it's, it's valid at the moment. Yes, it'll be multiple, (laughs) multiple days, but I was hanging out with a friend. We'll use a co-name. We'll say I was hanging out with Ben and I was hanging out with Ben. There's been quite a few life changes in my life. I'm only working like eight jobs now. So (laughs) there's a lot of... I'm so glad you're down from 15. (laughs) (laughs) Am I? I don't know. But anyway, wear wear a lot of hats. (laughs) Yes. But anyway. they all look good on you. Oh, thank you. I love love the fedora. Surprise (laughs) episode. I love when I put on a spicy fedora. But anyway. I was hanging out with this friend and instead of just being able to be in the moment and enjoy everything and have fun and hang out and stuff, I already struggle with some anxiety as it is, some generalized anxiety. So then with all these changes that were coming up in my life, it was easy to start feeling really overwhelmed and just feel like I took on, I'm really good at taking on a lot. So it feels like once again that I took on a lot. I started feeling really stressed and anxious and this, we know that, well, maybe we don't all know this, but that our brains are connected to our gut. Yes. So, and I never- Directly to our stomach. Yes. And I- So interesting. And I I just learned that. Did you tell, did you teach me that? I think so because I, I, I would hear it in passing or, you know, I'd listen to podcasts and I was like, I didn't really believe it until it really started happening Mm -hmm. to me. Then I'm like, wow, okay. And that's what was happening to me where my brain was feeling so overwhelmed and just burnt and stressed. And oh my God, like I, what's fun? I can't do fun right now. I have to work. Yeah. And it just really messed with my, the inside of my stomach and just my digestive system. And I, it got to the point where I literally was dry heaving and I felt like I had to throw up. And I was like scared to even eat. I didn't want to eat. It's really mortifying when this happens in front of someone. It's like a super vulnerable moment. Yes. It's easy for someone, I think, to just be like, all right, well, I'm going to go like you're having an episode or like you're going through this thing. Like, I'll let you go through it on your own. And Ben didn't do that. And Ben, Ben was willing to get me anything that I needed if I needed specific Mm -hmm. things. Ben was there to comfort me. Ben was there to talk to me, make me feel better, make me feel calmer. Ben was able to help distract me a little bit, make me laugh. And that is like super, I I don't have enough words to say how much I appreciate that. And I even, you know, I did it. I did tell him how much I appreciate that to the point where it probably got a little weird because, <laughs> because it's like you're saying thank you or you're saying I appreciate you so much. And Sometimes that's not super familiar in friendships or a lot of connections that aren't like your boyfriend or girlfriend or. So that, I mean, that is a hundred percent something that you would write down, you know, and share that appreciation with others because it means so much to you. Yes. And I, you know, that's a, that's a perfect example because what you chose to look at during that time could have been very different, but you chose to see like this really positive space 
And you were good about showing him that appreciation and praising him for being able to stand by you, you know, as a, as a friend, as a support, and as someone who clearly cared. He really validated you and he validated your experience in that space by, by showing up for you, which is it's something a that, great thing. Yeah, it's something that could have easily felt isolating where it totally felt like he heard me, he's listening. Yeah. And that does feel good. Like, and like you said, like we've said earlier in this episode, it feels validating. Yeah, it's really good. So this is where we get to show our appreciation for you. Yes. Our listeners. So from me, I really want you all to know how truly thankful I am to have you with us. You have no idea. My purpose in life is to be of service to others. And for everyone who has even listened to one minute of our podcast, I am so incredibly and deeply grateful. The courage that you have shown just showing up to work on yourselves and to go deep with us is truly an honor for me to be a part of. And I, I cannot thank you enough. This is my dream and I am, I'm so grateful to have you as part of it. My response or answer might not be as polished <laughs> but, <laughs> and sophisticated. I do appreciate Shana's appreciation. I <laughs> appreciate your appreciation <laughs> of appreciating me it, to appreciate. It, it's an appreciation And you know what? Cake. It's going to make you feel so lovey. It does. Okay. It's, anyway, it's a big I'm appreciation totally bubble. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I've done podcasts in the past. And one thing that I really see with Relation Fix and that I really appreciate about all of you and that I hope to see in more reviews on the show and more messages that come in, like never stop sending those messages because there's been really positive messages. And this episode was insightful. This really helped me through a hard time. Those are the types of things where... When I'm having a really hard day at work, whether it's working on this or working on any other of my 27 jobs, <laughs> I, when those comments come in, that's what reminds me of like why I'm doing this. Podcasts aren't really the easiest things to... It seems easy from an outside point of view. There's so much work that goes into mm -hmm. this show and into these things. So any sort of support, whether it's free support through reviews or listening or plays, I mean, or it's support where, you know, maybe eventually we come out with like a Patreon or merch or any sort of like paid support that's always appreciated as well. But even just, just the, there's a huge appreciation just for listening to us and we love listening to you guys. Absolutely. The more you give us for input, the better it gets. And we want to learn and grow with you. And thank you so much to everyone for joining us. We hope that you find so much value in this content. Remember that you are valid, valued, and loved. Be well and see you next episode. If you want to share your experience, write a comment or contact us on Instagram at relationfixpod or email us at relationfixpodcast at gmail.com and tell us about it. All this information will be available in the show notes as well. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share it with your loved ones. 